Warning, the cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, tri for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is episode 29, titled, I Ran on Fire. So I wanted to cover a story that I've seen on TikTok and other social media, but have seen very little coverage on in our news media. And that is the story of Masa Amani. So on September 16th, 2022, in the city of Tehran, which is in which is in Iran or Iran, however you want to pronounce the country's name, Masa Amini was arrested by, I want to say it's their morality police or the Iran Republic Forces Police. I don't, I don't know the proper term for them. But what happened was, was she was arrested because she was not wearing her hijab properly. Not that she wasn't wearing it. She just wasn't wearing it properly where she was showing some of her hair or whatnot. And they beat this woman, this 22-year-old girl, woman, whatever you want to call her, to the point to where I think it was either hours or a day or two later she's you know she died because of the beating it was brutal i mean they beat her in the face her body everywhere and that was the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak that was the straw that collapsed the whole haystack of all of the 40 plus years of religious and government abuse done to the people of Iran. And that, folks, is what sparked off a revolution. Masha Amani sparked off a flame that engulfed itself among the whole country in Iran. You know, I grew up in a time when I was in high school. It was uh, post 9-11. 
So the country's sentiment toward Middle Eastern countries was not that great, right? Uh, it was very slanted toward those people because of the fact, you know, we're, I mean, I went to high school, I graduated in 06, so, you know, post 9-11, I mean, it, it was, there was a lot of, you know, apathy toward those countries because they all got lumped in together for what happened to the World Trade Center. And I say all that not to make any kind of political point or anything like that. It's just because I didn't learn a lot about these countries when I was in school. You know, I, I learned whatever the news put out about them, right? Whether it was Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, and everybody else in between. Um, so I didn't know much about Iran. I really didn't know hardly anything about it until recently, you know, this year. You know, prior to Masa Amani's death, the only thing I heard about Iran was doing was they actually used their morality police to inspect every bit of import that came into that country because they were looking for anything that had rainbows on it. Very, very, very anti-gay, anti-LBGTQ+, type of uh, people, right? Very religious people. Very much a theocracy there. A militant theocracy. And people think that our country cannot get that way. It can go to that it can go that way one day. Unfortunately, it can be that way and we have to be careful not to pass laws and legislation based on our you know on others religious beliefs because that's what happened with them. You know, it was a free country in the all the way up until the late 70s. I think it was either 77 or 78. They eventually you know the the the, the fundamentalists that took over in Iran they took over and then everybody went from, you know, being these fun-loving people to what you think of today when you think of those countries. I mean, it's, you know, all the women were treated as, you know, subhuman for over four decades now. So when Masha Amani was beaten and killed... It just it sparked something into a lot of people's hearts. It sparked outrage. It sparked just anger and resentment to a country that treated its people like utter shit. I mean, when she died, y'all, they had riots in the streets. First in Tehran, then all over the fucking country. And it was young people. It was young people who said, you know, enough's enough. And they weren't going to have it anymore. They were done. They were done with the morality police. They were done with the public beatings, the shaming, the rapes, the murders, everything. They were done. They were fucking sick of it. It was burn down the place, Molotov cocktail time. And this hadn't been the only country to have one of those types of revolutions if y'all remember Hong Kong went through something very similar but what happens is is that we ignore them and these open rebellions get shut down by their governments pretty fucking quickly what happened in the last so it's 
it's November now, so this was September, last couple of months. All the way up until about maybe, I want to say two or three weeks ago, they rounded up about 15,000 people, stuffed them in a prison, and the prison had caught on fire where people died. I think there were some missiles that were launched either near or at the prison as well. And I think about a week or so ago, I want to say, I know I know it was had to be last week or the week before at the time of this recording that they have in their parliament or I want I'm saying Congress, even though I don't think it's called a Congress that they have. It's it's whatever their their political leaders heads, you know, body of government is. There was like 292 of these leaders and 277 of them voted on executing these political prisoners. And these aren't just men. These were men, women, and children. And I'm going to tell y'all something. There have been numerous stories of all types of people being murdered in the streets by their own government. Middle of the night, bust up into their houses, shooting them and their families, burning down their businesses. Fuck y'all, even little girls who were inspired took off their you know their hijabs and started chanting in the streets as well and you'd hear these little girls and being you know being ended up found dead i'm talking six and seven year old girls y'all and they ended up dying for freedom dying for what they believe in dying because they want to have a better life that's essentially what it is. These people have died because they wanted a better life. They wanted a better shot at life. They wanted a chance and opportunity to live in the same security. And I guess you call it privilege. An opportunity as men would have. A lot of women would want that. You know, They want to be as equal and as free. And you have a government who has basically brainwashed its people for over four decades. And it's hard to break out of that brainwashing. That's why you see a lot of the young people who are waking up to it and being like, no, this is bullshit. And no, we need to fight this. Well, 15,000 of these people who were fighting it rounded up in this prison. I think it's in, I think it is in Tehran, if I'm not mistaken as well. And they're going to be executed. Our government ain't doing jack shit to say anything about it. And I had to ask myself why. You know, I go back to the question of why all the time. Why, 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 why? I have one possible answer to that. I mean, it's not the complete answer, I don't think. But And I only think that this is why our government isn't saying jack shit about it. And that's because of the fact they have what we call the nuclear, the Iran nuclear deal. And I don't know much about it except for the fact that it Iran's supposed to eliminate 98% of its nuclear arsenal in the next 15 years. That's all the fuck I know about it, right? But it's a very fragile, it's a very fragile deal 
that is shaking on its foundation already from being broken. And I don't know about y'all, but I would not want to have a country ran by religious fanatics having nuclear weapons at their hands. Sorry. That's not a good combination. Because once they say that you're unclean or you're an unholy you know, type of people, all they got to do is push a fucking button and bam, it's on, baby. The whole world kills itself. If Iran launches nuclear weapons, if Russia launches nuclear weapons, if the U.S. launches them, we're all fucked. You know, all these other super in China and all these other superpowers in between, we're all fucked. That's just all there is to it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why our government is telling our media to, you know, our, our, our news people to not cover the story, you know, as much or not to give the Iranian government a harsh criticism. Hell, they already blamed. Uh, there was only I only found a couple of articles, and one of those articles was Fox News talking about how uh, Ayatollah Ali uh, Khamenei or Khamenei said that the U.S. was at fault for causing these riots. Like it was our fucking fault that you know their police killed you know Masa Amani and their police you know have raped women and that their police have beaten the shit out of people for years and years and years and abuse their powers yeah it's our fucking fault that their young people decided to get up and you know fucking riot and throw Molotov cocktails and, and fight and take off their hijabs in the middle of the street and cut their fucking hair and say fuck you we're not taking this shit anymore no 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 you're right Ayatollah it's our fucking fault what the fuck ever man I I don't understand it I don't get it I don't know why people just can't let people live in peace and relative harmony. I, I've never understood that. Never understood why we have to project our, our morals and values and ideals down people's throats and tell them this is how you got to live. There's three core tenets that I believe in that any man of any faith can live by. All right? And here they are. This is just basic human decency this is just what any any person can live by in this world right here they are do not steal do not rape do not kill i don't care who you are anybody can live by those three core tenets in life anybody can be a a human being by living by those three core tenets don't steal shit that ain't yours don't take something that you didn't work for, right? Don't rape people, whether you're a man or a woman or anybody in between. Don't fucking rape anybody. You know, do not assert your dominance and power over somebody. Because that's what rape is, unfortunately. It's more than just a sex act. It is a dominance and power thing, and it fucking takes more than just somebody's bodily autonomy for however long the rape lasts. It la that The after effects lasts you know, last a lifetime, and it's brutal, and don't kill, don't murder anybody, you know, just don't fucking murder people, if we treated each other with respect and dignity, 
A lot of those three things are very easy to maintain in life. You know, you wouldn't have anybody trying to kill you if you weren't breaking into their home trying to steal their shit that they traded their their time, their life for. That's what essentially our wages are, is trading our, our time, parts of our lives, for money. So that we can buy whatever the fuck we want to buy with it. Whether it's paying our bills, or getting material possessions, or helping other people. That's what we do, right? And don't rape people. I mean, shit. If you're not hurting somebody's loved one, you really will not, you know, if you stay at home and don't fucking go out and hurt people, I mean, you you run a very high chance of not being shot at. And don't go fucking kill nobody. You know, let keep your anger in check and realize that it's just words until they put their hands on you. And keep your fucking hands to yourselves. We all could live relatively peaceful if we did that. But, Iran, their morality police, don't seem to understand that fucking concept. Or any of those concepts, for that matter. They want to assert their fucking will and dominance over the people. And they're going to control everybody. You have to do this exactly like this. There's no you know, room for variation or deviation from this. This is what you got to fucking do. And people want to be free. They want to express themselves. They want to love who they want to love. They want to be in a land where they don't have to worry about the police killing them just because they want to be equal or free. And man, 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 boy, oh boy, oh boy. That's too fucking much to ask, apparently. That is too much to ask for the people of Iran, apparently, according to the Ayatollah over there and those 200 and... 77 other individuals that are helping lead the country. Nope. They're going to kill these 15,000 people to make an example. Oh, you want to know the kicker to all that as well? When these executions happen? So, like I said, it was men, women, and children, right? Children. Little children. I'm talking single-digit age children as well. For those single-digit age children... You cannot be killed by by that government as a virgin. Like if you're a virgin, which most most of those children are, thank God, hopefully. But, uh, and I mean as far as, when I say thank God, hopefully, I mean the fact that, you know, they're not being raped and everything like that, you know, in society. This is where it's going to be fucked up, y'all. So in order for their government to execute those single-digit age children... They will have to marry them. Meaning they're going to have, for the little girls, they're going to have a guard that will marry them. They'll put them in a room and they'll rape them the night before their execution. Yeah, you heard that. Because that's what they're going to fucking do. They're going to rape little girls. They're going to rape little boys. They're going to do a lot of heinous shit. And that alone is not enough for our government to say, ho, ho, you know what? Fuck that deal. Fuck all this bullshit. We we, we got to go stop this. Nope. It's not enough to go to war with them over that. We went to war over lithium. 
and oil and all kind of other bullshit back in the day. And I, okay, maybe we didn't go to war for oil, but we did take a lot of the fucking uh, lithium. I think it was either in Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran. I forget which one it was. We took a fuck ton of lithium out of there. Oh, and and the and the poppy seed, you know, or the poppy uh, plants out there. You know, the 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 plants that, you know, poppy is what you grow to uh, make heroin with, or a lot of painkillers and opioids or uh, barbiturates, whatever the fuck they are. You make a lot of painkillers with uh, poppy as well. So, yeah, that was okay to go to war with those countries for that shit, but uh, no, raping and killing little girls. Nah, our government don't fucking give a shit. Hell, they don't give a shit about our own damn children. Man, it just... I don't know, y'all. That, that, it, it's a lot of bullshit with that. I mean, it's, it's a fucking genocide, y'all. It's a fucking atrocity. I mean, they're, they're killing their young people. Because they're trying to tell them, this is bullshit, we need a change. A majority of their young people too are out of work as well. And just so many different factors came into play for all this. This was just something that was boiling over and boiling over and boiling over until eventually the lid couldn't contain itself on the pot anymore. It popped off. And the people popped off with it. And now... Because of our silence, because of the fact that our government and other governments around the world are being quiet on this, 15,000 people are going to lose their fucking lives. Little girls are going to be raped and killed. Little boys are going to be raped and killed. And for what? So that 98% of their nuclear arsenal can be destroyed in the next 15 years? I mean, is this one of those tough morality questions that these, you know, leaders of these superpower countries have to make? You know, sacrificing the few for the sake of the many? Is that what we're doing? I think the optimist in me would say, yes, that's what we're doing. And I'm not saying that's a... That's not an optimal situation. Don't let's not get nothing twisted here. That's a fucking heinous situation. And that's a fucking heinous call to make. I don't care who you are. That is fucking gut wrenching and horrible. I don't know any other reason why they keep quiet though. I really don't. I'm not and look, I'm not into political science, I'm not into politics and, and, and current affairs of the world and everything like that, so I wouldn't know. I'm not that smart, y'all. I'm not the most learned man in the world at all. I, I just don't know. And I will admit that I don't fucking know. But I will not sit back and say that this shit is right either. This is fucking wrong. This is heinous. You know, this, this is not... This is not at all... This shouldn't be the outcome for these people. However, we ain't saying enough shit about it. We're not standing up and saying, hey, this is fucking wrong. Why don't we help them at all? Send some kind of help. But it's where this country's located, I guess. Um, the fact that it's not too far away from Russia and, you know, we're, we're in a 
fucking proxy war with, you know, with Russia, with, with the Ukraine, so, uh, with, with Ukraine as well, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a bunch of those factors in play that I, I'm, because I don't, look, I don't get up every day and go, what's going on with fucking current events around the world? What's going on with geopolitical fucking events? I don't know. Because if you, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you watch the news, you're misinformed. So, I just fucking stay unplugged. But a lot of people, they don't. And they stay in, they stay in the know about it. They watch what's going on. And I gotta say, this is, at least in the last couple of years to me, it's been one of the most heinous things I've ever seen happening take place. Oh, man, it's just, the whole world's going, it's a powder keg amongst all of its people. And they're all tired of the mistreatment. Every single one of them, y'all. I don't know what I could do. Or what I would do if I had the power to, to do anything. I don't know. That's a lot of factors you got to balance out with that situation. And anytime we've ever gotten involved with a Middle Eastern country in the last couple of decades. It's never been fucking good. At all. It has not been good. Now we just pulled out of, what was it? I, I, I think it was Afghanistan or Iraq. Maybe it was Iran we pulled out. I forget. I, I, I think it was Afghanistan. And we left like billions of dollars worth of fucking military equipment out there. And I'm not here to make any political statements about any which administration we have and or 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 previously had or anything like that. Don't get it fucking twisted. To me, it's left wing, right wing, same fucking bird. Alright? It just is what it is, y'all. They laugh at us behind closed doors. We are the poors. And I'm pretty sure Iran feels the same damn way about its own people. They laugh at them. They make these statements. They make these political moves. And they don't care. They, those 277 men do not give a fuck about the 15,000 plus people they're about to put to death. That's somebody's you know, husband, somebody's wife, somebody's child, somebody's mother and father and brother and sister and, and aunt and uncle and cousin. That's, somebody, that's, that's somebody's family to them. And 15,000 of these individuals are going to die because they fought for what they believed in. Oh, man. I don't know, y'all. I just don't fucking know anymore about this world. What I can tell you is, is that hope will spark a lot of revolutions. Fire and conviction. Will see them through. Persistence. Is always key. And that's it. Some rebellions win. Some rebellions lose. Some rebellions make life better. And some. 
make it a whole hell of a lot worse. And in this day and age, information and technology, while they're great tools, can be used against their own fucking people. And I will say, though, that Masha Amani, she sparked a fucking fire up a flame of revolution. And that's why Iraq, I'm sorry, not Iraq, Iran is on fire. Oh, man, we all, this is going to be the end of the episode. I really don't have a lot more to say on this. Um, I'm pretty sure there's somebody probably screaming at this podcast episode right now going, man, I got this, 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 this. And I, please send me whatever information you want. I'll add it into another episode. I, I, I'm i sorry that it's, if, if I've missed anything, I'm sorry. I really am. I wanted to talk about this young lady for a while now, actually, but other stories and interviews came up and I wanted to see how this played out as well. I actually had hope that you know Iran would change its ways and everything. But once I once I saw the news about the political prisoners being executed to death and what they what all that entailed, I said, nah. I mean, a lot of y'all don't know. Some of y'all do. Me, I just I don't know anymore. It, it, it it's just heinous shit. What it is. That's all I can say. Well, y'all stay tuned for the announcements. And uh, that's it. I love y'all. Be safe. Bye. Alright, hey everybody. Announcement time. So look, a lot of you are either hearing this on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast right now. And if you're on Apple or Google Podcast and you haven't heard anything on, on Spotify... You're missing out on a lot of different episodes I've done. All right, a lot of interviews I've done as well. And I think you need to go give it a chance to go give them a listen and everything as well so that you can hear some of these gruesome horror stories that I've had to interview with people. Some of them are not as heavy and as deep, and some of them are deep and will make you cry. The only reason they're not on Apple or Google Podcasts at all is because of how they get distributed, right? So whenever I do an interview and it's somebody over the app that, that Spotify uses to do podcasts, it's called a talk uh, a talk episode. And talk episodes do not get distributed, so that's why. Um, I don't know if that's just because they don't want everybody listening on other platforms. They want everybody to come to their platform. I don't know. I mean, for, you know, you would think that when with an app that, Spotify put out that's made for interviews as well they would let those interviews be distributed but they don't and that's fine I like Spotify it's pretty easy to get everything out there pretty instantly now uh, unless you do a couple other things like add music things of that sort of nature so that's why when I found out that I was adding music to my episodes and why they weren't being distributed I stopped doing that. That's why now you could be, you're able to hear these episodes. But if you want to catch up on the ones that are missing, please go and just check it out on Spotify. A lot of good interviews. Uh, I, inter- I know I interviewed at least two organizations that help out children. One of them is Mighty Moms. 
and the other is the Wolf Project. And you can go check out those interviews as well. I did interviews with people from, you know, high-profile cases, and I got, oh, man, I got some other doozies of stories coming up with interviews in December. So just stay on the lookout for that. You know, you can find me on TikTok at a Man Apart Podcast or a Man Apart J Dog. And I I do you know, I make other content as well, uh, that's related to this world of, you know, uh helping out victims or anti pedophile content or, or anything of that sort of nature. As well as doing uh you know, announcements for drops of episodes. So that's one way you can stay in touch. Another way is uh on Facebook at a Man Apart Podcast. Uh, Facebook group you know just you know it's open to join and of course uh, none of my content is locked behind any kind of paywall at all so you can just go on Spotify you can hear it for free you don't have to go and get a subscription a lot that's the one thing I found from a lot of people was that you need a subscription on Spotify now they have a paid you know paywall service type deal I think a lot of it revolves around the fact that you don't have to hear ads um, like commercials, like, like your, you know, your, your, I don't know. I haven't had my podcast interrupted by commercials, but like other, you know, music and things like that. You don't have to, uh, listen to commercials after a few songs or whatever. You can just, and you can skip as many songs as you want in your playlist. That's what I know about the paid version. I could be completely wrong on that, but I know that my stuff is not locked behind a paywall. So it's free takes about five minutes and yeah it's a little bit of a pain in the ass because it wants you to set up a whole profile but that's so it can send you you know whether it's podcast episodes music you know selections all different kind of things not too bad i know i know they're not paying me to say that i just i the more i get involved on spotify the more i do like it so that's all you know i know that uh i got like i said someone i got at least four or five interviews to do in December. Uh, some good news is coming up along the way as well. Uh, podcast is growing. The fan base is growing as well. I have people reaching out to me, telling me they listen to my content and they love it and they love my voice. And it's really weird getting those type of compliments because when I listen back to these episodes, I just hear all my speaking mistakes. I don't. I didn't think my voice is that attractive. I say that laughing because, I mean, if y'all see me, y'all, you know, just this fucking fat guy, you know, he's a truck driver, right? But y'all like my voice, so I appreciate it. Maybe I did have a face for radio like they told me when I was younger. I don't know. I know, enough self-deprecating humor, right? I take it with all, with, with, with a with a grain of salt and... You know, let it slide off my back. But I appreciate all the compliments. I really do. I uh, appreciate the encouragement. It means a lot. It really does. There's days where this, uh, the research, the stories that people I talk to outside of the podcast, you know, as far as, you know, the hearing their stories beforehand and, you know, asking questions, they, it gets hard. It gets hard seeing some of these stories as well. Um, so I advise anybody, if you're going to do this type of work, take your mental health days as much as you can. If you need to take more than one, you know, a week or whatever like that, then take them. Um, I, I tell you, it's, 
it's a lot. And it takes a lot out of you. Um, there's prices you're going to pay that you never thought you'd pay in your life by just helping people out. And one of those prices I've been paying lately is I've sacrificed my dreams. I don't mean like the theoretical like hopes and dreams of, of the future and what I could do with my life dreams. I mean actual sleeping dreams. I don't have dreams anymore. I either have dreamless nights or I have nightmares. And that is a cold, hard fucking reality. An even deeper one is that, like I said, people go through these nightmares. They, they, they have the nightmares of the rapes they had to endure. And they live with that for the rest of their fucking lives. And I'm going to tell you, I have a more of an understanding for those people now than I ever had before. Y'all just, if you decide to get into this line of work to step, to stand up and help these individuals, it can happen to you. And if it doesn't, good on you. You know, I, fuck, great on you, in fact. So I take my mental health days as much as I can because... It does affect me. You know, uh, I don't know if it's because people say I have this big heart for people or what. I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is, is that, man, I am just, it, it like I say, I say it constantly. It breaks my heart. Because it does. Because this shit ain't right. This shit shouldn't be done to, to people at all. To women, men, or children. And they have to go through these scars for the rest of their lives. You know, deal or deal with the scars of that pain for the rest of their lives. So, I don't know, y'all. I just... Eh. Like I say, take your mental health days. And I do. I push away from all this shit. You know, especially on Sundays. I try not to uh, stay on TikTok too much. I might make some TikToks here and there, but I don't try to go do any research. I don't try to read any books. I don't try to do any of that shit at all because I want to clear my mind, get some humor in my life. Because you need some of that levity. You you, you need some some humor. You need some just just a just a moment to relax. Do something enjoyable. Do something that you like to do. To remember that you're still human. And that there are parts about life worth fighting for. Y'all, that's about it. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves. Protect all children even if they're not your own. And remember, I love you. Bye.